Now is the time. Do not adjust your frequency. This is a message from the resistance. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where we've got a mini a mini No, that is the right... <laughs> what? Um, we've got... <laughs> Start again. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Phil. Oh, well, the whole thing. Hold on, do it again. <laughs> Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where we've got a mini for you this week uh, about board game milestones. As usual, though, business first. So, um, Bunty said that she tried playing my Manhunt game again with some, some other friends across... Uh, across the web uh, and they played it where the eliminated players can build walls still like you suggested oh yeah okay uh, and it, it went uh, a lot quicker it was it was enjoyable good fun she said so good there you go that was, a, that was a good tweak um, and also just while I was researching information for, for this episode do you remember we were talking about the, the German Spiel der Jahr board, uh, board game awards um, game of the year yes, yes I think so hang on uh, no, that's not the Indiana Jones one is it no, no okay but it was on that same episode right. um, I just found a little note of, of what their judging criteria are, so what they what they look for. Um, it's a bit like our frag, really. So they have the concept of the game. C. Uh, they have. Uh, it doesn't spell anything, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, they have like the rules, how, how easy it is laying, and how the rules go. So, uh-huh. Yes. Uh, layout. L. And the design. D. Crud. The crud. Hang on. C R L D. Yeah. Cruddle. Cruddle. They could cruddle it. Curdle. 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 They curdle it. We frag it, they curdle it. There you go. Shut up your destiny. Right, so I kind of just been looking at sort of a brief history of, of board games and like the innovations that have sort of made them into what they are today. So most of my information today comes from a website called boardgamesland.com. Well, that sounds like a fun land. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a That's Mario Party plan. map. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so as early as 5000 BC, that's when they found the first evidence of counters in a Turkish burial mound. Mm. So little carved tokeny bits that they suspect were from some form of board game. That's exciting. Mm. Like um, noughts and crosses, counters. Okay, yeah, something like that. Connect four. (laughs) You remember they had Connect four at five thousand BC. Yeah. Um. Now it's worth noting that board games didn't start off as a form of entertainment. They started off with a spiritual link. Mm. Um. So the ancient Egyptians. Did you know that the game Senet is mentioned in the ancient? Egyptian Book of the Dead. I've never heard of that game. Should I have? It's what they play on Lost. It's what Jacob and the Man in Black play. Anyway. Oh, I've got, talking of ancient games, I've yeah. had somewhere, it was like a dice game from like Anglo-Saxon times. Yeah. And it was like, because well, they used to like use, instead of like die, it was like bone, like yeah. sheep bones or something with carved. Yeah. And it came with, and it was like, they were plastic obviously, but they were done to look like, like bones, bones carved what in. What did you have to do? Oh, I can't remember. I've got it somewhere. I have to find it. It was a little box. No, I don't think so. It was a little box, and it just had like three or four die of these bone die, and it had a picture of Anglo-Saxons on the front. Right. And it was like the rule. I don't know. Anyway, I've just thought of that. Okay. Well, there you go. Spontaneity is key. Anyway, so spiritual links. They believed that the gods would protect you if you won. Well. So they go. It was. Oh, so I sorry, suppose you have this off the top of your head. Who's winning most in all the games that we've that we've played? Who's been protected right now? Have you got your phone on you? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, it's on the website. Oh, okay. I what will... is this? It must be you. I mean, I I think it was me. But I will look it up. <laughs> Let's next, check. Next who's time we'll do an update of who's okay. been protected by the gods. Who's, who's <laughs> in the gods' favour? The stakes have just been raised. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Now it's serious. Play what you feel. 
Ancient Romans, we're jumping forward a bit. The Ancient Romans are responsible for dice as we know them. Uh, they first made them out of carved marble, glass, or ivory. But So they were the first. They had six-sided dice. They had proper dice in Ancient Romans. Oh, Rome. okay. Yeah. There you go. So we've got counters. We've got dice. Um, I'm jumping forward a bit now. 1300 BC. Uh, they found a game from those times called Ludus Latrunculorum. Ludo? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's a tactical game, and they reckon it's kind of one of these games that kind of fed into chess. But again, still not playing for fun. They used to play games like this to help them plan their military strategies. Mm, so like, if, like Risk. Well, not... <laughs> no, more, more chess-like than, than Risk, I would say. <gasps> I've just had an idea for yeah. a party. Yeah. Could you have a history of board games party where everyone is in costume as, I don't know, Romans or whatever. Yeah. And then each part of the night is a different game throughout history as like a big tournament. Could do. I mean, a lot of... I, I don't imagine the rules for a lot of these games. I bet, yeah, I bet there's like, you can get versions of them. Okay. Maybe we should do a mini-set where we find ancient games and we play them. There you go. All right. Um, yes. So we've got Ludus Latrunculorum to help with military strategy. So it's interesting, isn't it, that games didn't start off as a form of entertainment. They have mm. become that. What about, um, I don't suppose, Germancola? I, I you mean, know, with like, know the word, but you've I don't got, know. It's like a bit of wood with holes in and then you have the beads and it's some sort of sort of puzzle thing where you have to Can move the beads. To one side, that's, I feel like that's an ancient game of no, something or other. That, anyway, I've just thought of that one. Probably. Fire. Order. Okay, right, anyway, so we have got counters, we've got dice, we've got tactical strategy. Next stop we make, 200 BC, we're over in India, we've got the first ever version of Snakes and Ladders. Oh. But still not for fun. It was invented as a method to teach children about good and evil. So like mm. the ladders are good and they help you progress in life and the snakes are evil and they send you backwards in life. So okay. a moral game. But incidentally... Snakes and Ladders is the um, one of the only games from India that has become worldwide popular because when we colonised them, we brought it back to Western civilization with oh, us. That's very interesting. So I didn't think it would be that old, that's really. Snakes and, snakes and Ladders. Yeah. You will not conform. Okay, we go 1100 AD in China. We've got dominoes. Right. Yeah. So you go. That is very. Um... Very what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say. Well, that, well like, I, I can imagine them being like carved out of ivory or something. Yeah. Well, this is like mahjong, isn't it? That's little domino type things with little symbols and stuff on. But you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Up until then, it was pretty much carve your own sort of whatever. Ooh, are we going to get the first board games factory? Well, in the <laughs> 1800s, we get the printing press. <sighs> Which obviously makes things a lot easier because now you can mass produce versions of stuff and have cards and things. So, 1904, we get the Landlord's Game, which later becomes Monopoly. Um, and obviously that's got cards, that's got mass produced whatevers. Did you know that Parker Brothers actually rejected it the first time it was submitted to them because they thought it was too complicated? Wow, yeah, don't blame them, especially if it's called the Landlord's Game. It doesn't sound particularly... <laughs> 
farm, does it? <laughs> well, no, it was invented by a lady, and then she sold the she sold the patent and to this man, and he made it into Monopoly, and he like made loads of money. And this woman oh, was just she like, shouldn't have given know. up. <laughs> Is there anything about? So I'm just talking about printing. You know, like playing cards. Yes. Are you? I don't know if this is in your list. No. You know, like spades and diamonds and clubs and hearts. Yeah. Is there a reason? Like, where did they? Are they like the first versions of? I don't like know. That? They... Or is that just a version that has just taken off? I it's weird say... that it's like standard. It's not like copyrighted, surely, because no. everyone prints them. But when the wasn't it like the Tudors? weren't the queens and the kings? They were supposed to be the Tudors, right? Oh, yeah, the Tudors and the Stuarts. It, yeah, but they didn't print cards. So where did the printing? I don't know. I just yeah, it's weird that why have those symbols? Yeah, they're not from anything, are they? No, I guess not. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Look that up as well. Make your own rules. Anyway, right, so we've got the printing press. We've got Monopoly in 1904. Parker Brothers then made a shed load of money from Monopoly, and that allowed them to create, like, games like Cluedo, and, so, you know, so, like, all the money from that was filtered into other games. So from, from the early 1900s all the way up to, like, 50s and 60s, we've just got board games, you know, Risk, Cluedo, they were all invented in those times. It's boards, it's counters, it's moving about, it's rolling the dice. There you go. That's where we're at, okay? And, and gradually you know they get more and more complicated with what you can do you start having like you know 3d bits and elaborate boards and all this sort of stuff but we're still very much in that sort of section i imagine the victorians making like really elaborate cardboard cut out 3d yeah <laughs> probably elegantly folded and all that sort of yeah like complicated fold out things yeah well i got nothing else to do in victorian times <laughs> they? No. um what would you would you care to have a guess at what the next sort of major leap in board games was and I'll give you a clear it was 1974 wow that's a bit later plastic or is it that kind of, that kind of thing it's not plastic yet um, vacuum formed stuff no, no. Um, batteries and things no. <laughs> um, hang on hang on so you've gone from just printing cardboard stuff is it like a, a thing like that like plastic no it's a like type of game a type of game yes um, Dungeons and Dragons it is 1974 Dungeons and Dragons and the birth of the RPG. That's quite late, I think. Well, yeah. But so now it, it was the idea of creating a board without a board, a board game without a board. So, you know, people just sat there with their paper and their pencils and they created this entire fantasy world. Ooh. And I guess you can understand the appeal of that. So obviously you've got people printing these board games, but you're limited by what is on the board or what the cards say. Whereas something like Dungeons and Dragons, you can just com- completely create your own world, your own rules, your own whatever, can't you? I wonder if Choose Your Own Adventure had anything to do... Like, I wonder if that became after or before as a concept. Because it's storytelling, really, isn't it? Yeah. Storytelling and, like, well, what do you want to happen next? Yeah, definitely. So I wonder... Anyway, did you know that therapists use Dungeons & Dragons to help get troubled people to, like, open up about their problems? And also, um, it's recommended that people with autism play Dungeons & Dragons as a way of building social skills. Oh, that's... Well, they sort of do, really, don't they? Oh, no, cut that out. You can't say that. <laughs> cut that out completely. Oh my god, you've got to cut that out. Oh. Hang on, just start again. Um, yeah, I can see that, yeah. I guess because if you're someone who struggles to uh, like recognise feelings and display feelings and all that sort of stuff, pretending you're a character in a, well, I'm not me, I'm um, fucking Eldrick the orc in the tavern and he feels blah, 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 then that's a, you know, that's a way of getting people to talk about the feelings and stuff, isn't it? But, but Yeah, but these it, therapists, they better train as dungeon masters. Before, like probably you've got to train as a therapist then you've got to actually do your training as a dungeon master 
monster, which yeah. isn't... No, you can't just <laughs> step just into those shoes. It. You've got to be a proper dungeon master. It reminds me of... Have you seen the episode of the IT crowd where Moss creates a Dungeons & Dragons campaign to help Roy get over his girlfriend leaving it? <laughs> anyway, so there you go, Dungeons & Dragons. 1987, we have the creation of Warhammer and miniatures. Mm. So, I mean, I mean, think about it. You've got very limited sort of counters pieces, but Warhammer was the first sort of it, real Is that actually Games figures. Workshop who originated that? I Sorry, I'm asking very complicated <laughs> questions. <laughs> um, I believe so. I didn't, well, the first game was Warhammer 40,000. Yeah, so it must be Games Workshop. Yeah. yeah, so, yes. Anyway, so we've got miniatures coming in 1987. 1993 is the rise of the card game. Oh, really? Okay, uh, Magic the Gathering was the first sort of major big one. Wow, I thought Magic was later, because I remember that at school. Like, I thought that had only just started. No, well, there you go, 1993. And the, the, their concept was they wanted a game that could be portable, that people could play on the go, uh, that they could play whilst travelling or whilst, you know, something you can just have your little cards in your pocket and have a quick battle with someone else and so obviously there's tons of those kind of card collectible card games around isn't there did now? you ever play magic i never played magic did you ever play magic i had some cards because everyone was playing it oh i used to buy some cards i never played it properly i could never i have no idea really of how to play well it seemed like it at the time okay but i never i had a magic where are they then maybe i got rid of them i had like the starter pack yeah and like a couple of i don't know i used wow. to collect them but are you hearing this listener Game hater, Mark. I'm not a game hater, though, am I? Used to be a little Um, Magic the Gathering nerd. I never I couldn't I can never say that I sat down and actually played it though okay. I think I just collected the cards because they looked cool be cool but to be part of the in crowd they must be somewhere I guess so yeah hmm. well there you go take your turn against oppression obviously sort of the next era we have computers internet etc the digital age you know and most board games now as we've said in previous episodes you can either play them online they have a digital version uh, you can get board games on apps electronic you know we were talking about the monopoly you can get electronic banking you can get voice control banking you know all the electrical gadgets oh, and gizmos you, you haven't you got know. the name of the lady that invented monopoly of you not off the top oh, okay. of my head oh, it's, imagine if you were like it's gave maybe, her a copy of voice control monopoly and was like here you go this is your game and she'll be like what has happened to my game <laughs> it's, it's maggie something or something or maggie, maggie, or maggie. um but maggie well, in her very nice landlord game i don't Think she's and then alive. we'll be like, if she hey, Maggie, in 1904, she's like, gonna. Welcome to the landlord game. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, your opponent. <laughs> there you go. And she'll, she'll be like, be what? Spinning in her grave, <laughs> spewing out Monopoly dollars. <laughs> um, yes. So obviously, all the electronic sort of game components and all those. Next big thing on the list is Kickstarter. Mm. Yeah. But that kind of made people sort of take game creation into their own hands. I think about it, up until then, it was only the big companies or the well-known designers that could make a game and market a game, and now anyone can do it. And whilst, yeah, and we've spoke about this before as well, whilst that sort of risks saturating the market with shit... Well, yes. But, <laughs> you know, anyone who wants to could have a go now. Well, you can sort... Yeah, it's your customised version, isn't it? Um, yeah, maybe that's not always a great thing. No. But there'd be so many games that we wouldn't have played. Yeah, well, think... I mean, and actually, you know, Cards Against Humanity exploding kittens and 
stuff. Those are examples of when Kickstarter gets it right. And like you were saying, the last episode, the last game, Organ Attack, that was a Kickstarter, but you you couldn't tell. You know, sometimes... Yeah, some, yeah that's the thing. You, quality isn't yeah. always there. That's a problem. But, so that... So Kickstarter sort of gave everyone the chance. It widened the board game sort of creation scopes. The game company's response to this, the legacy game, okay? And it combines the idea... They saw that everyone was into this sort of creating your own. Oh, people, loads of people are using Kickstarter to design their own games. How can we factor that into our own games and take some of that market back? So for those of you that don't know, legacy games are games that change each time you play them and you make permanent changes um, to the board. So for example, the first one that came out was Risk Legacy and uh, you get certain winner's rewards. So you can name countries, can't you? You can uh, build shields and build capital cities and they all come with like stickers that you stick permanently on the board. So any changes that you make affect the game now every time you play it. And sometimes you rip cards up and destroy them and remove them from the game completely. Um, there's like three or four countries on the map that are permanently radioactive after a nuclear war and you can't go on them. So every, you know, it brings that element of creating your own, but into an established game, doesn't it? And so, you know, quite a lot of games now have got legacy versions. Pandemic Legacy, for example. Um, even simple like card games where you write your names on the cards and you write extra rules and stuff. And so that's kind of like the game company's response. They saw that people were enjoying this make your own element um, that Kickstarter was offering uh, and they incorporated it into their own sort of games. So there you go. That's kind of currently really where we're at, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what do you think the next thing will be? Well, that's what my question oh, okay. is. Like, what's, <laughs> what's next? And I mean, obviously, I've put, there's always, you can always put a new twist on a current thing, couldn't you? So for example, you know, like all the different versions of Monopoly, there are some sort of generic things that you could apply to, to most games, like loads of games are coming up with NSFW stuff, you know, so you could do an NSFW version of any game. Most games you can adapt to drinking, for example, you can have a drinking version. So I guess it's the same, it's like Hollywood, isn't it? You know, remakes and reboots and sequels and stuff. I think the board game world, to some degree, will, I don't want to use the word suffer, but you know, will have that sort of similar element. You leave it long enough there's always going to be a new interest in revamping monopoly or revamping something I, bringing out a new where there's not the sort of electronic components haven't really been made well maybe we just haven't got them but like you'd think there'd be more electronics involved with board games now maybe yeah i guess and it's like but maybe. then is that too much of an overlap with like the video games market well no i just like, mean you know like monopoly voice changer or you could have monopoly clue. voice changer <laughs> oh you know well, <laughs> now you <laughs> Or the guy from Scream. I don't know if anything like that exists, really, but you could have more electronic components with, like, I don't know, Cluedo, where you play a little tape of someone, someone's evidence or something, or tape, like a cassette. Well, I don't know. Like you press a button and it's got pre-recorded things. Oh, like I evidence. Got, like, operation. And it's time. Operation is an example of sort of electronic components oh, I like that being idea. added. Yeah. But I think you could do that. Imagine like Mousetrap, but with electronic mm. stuff. Oh, we didn't mention obviously the electronic like, sort of stuff. Video board games like atmosphere and that that was yeah, a big yeah. they were yeah, a big that craze kind of, it's like... weird that that hasn't really taken off more like I I don't know I'm just imagining this is not imagine like a board yeah where it's all like electronic like Scrabble where you press a button and then like the board grid comes up and then you well, like a hologram well, no no I mean like a big LCD screen sort of thing like yeah you press a button and then it draws your grid for you for whatever size you want and then you I don't know you can even oh, so kind say of like a, like a touch oh, screen yeah like a touch like screen a touch thing screen. where you say like I want that letter or 
got on that letter. Or you just say the words and it comes up. <laughs> on the, yeah. I don't know. I wonder if you that's could like have... You, I don't like, know, that's probably not even worth it, but... I don't know, some sort of game. Every player has an Alexa and you sort of <laughs> tell it what well, to yeah, do. Well, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> but maybe that is too much of a crossover with computer games. Yeah. I don't so, know. I mean, the stuff... What I mean, what... But part of the thing about the board game is you're not in front of a screen, so... Yeah. But, like, electro, like voice changes and stuff could be fun. Yeah. Uh, voice changer Cluedo, where, I don't know, you have to, like... You're, you get the card and you're the murderer. Everyone has to record their evidence and then it changes the voice or something you have to work. I don't no. know. I don't know. Yeah. There's something there. Some sort of element. <laughs> I think what other... I mean, like, like virtual reality is... Like snakes and ladders? Like, no, I don't know. I don't know. Could you have a VR goggle on and you are you are the playing piece on the board and you have to step and move along? Mm, that's a computer game, though, isn't it? Rather yeah, than a board game. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's why the electronics hasn't really taken off. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, there's games... Games use magnets. Or those ones with the audio CD that goes along with the music, and yeah, they're good. Or the apps on some of the Arkham things, don't they? That help yeah. keep score and things. Like an electronic die is always useful. Yeah. Um. No, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't really fit, does it? No. But I can't really say what the next thing will be, really. No. Or maybe like I don't know. That's the problem with trying to predict the future. If there's something new and groundbreaking that hasn't been thought of yet, it hasn't been thought of yet. <laughs> or here's one. Yeah. Okay. This isn't really like. <laughs> future thing it's just a cool idea that I've had yeah okay so you're talking about like customising board games so this company makes like a thousand board games right yeah but something I haven't worked out all the details this is only just for, there's something where there can only be one winner so everyone goes out and buys this game plays it right but there's something so where only one you, person can win in the entire world yeah I don't know or it's that kind of sort of challenge where you go out and play it and there's something that happens when you win that you can that is like foolproof that only like that can be done where they own that's the only winner and you're like the sort of golden ticket winner of this I don't know where it's you're expanding the board game experience maybe there's hmm. something I don't know what that is I, it needs a lot of thought so maybe again something or it's got some component which will click or send a signal that say this person has played it in this country and has won and done the thing that nobody else in all the other thousand games and so everyone goes out and buys it and has to play it like and they're playing it and playing it <laughs> Yeah, until yeah. that one winner wins like the ultimate prize that I don't sounds know. like the board game version of Ready Player One <laughs> <laughs> oh okay I don't know that but yeah, actually, but no, imagine like that. that. If you've got like a code. Yeah, or, or a code. Or like you get when the code. you've completed it, then the game yeah. prints out the code or it displays yeah, the code. Yeah, it does something. And that is the code where you have to go and then you put it in on the website and you are the ultimate winner. Yeah. And you have to bring your box to the company and be like, I have won. I've played this game. And this then Willy Wonka gives you his <laughs> yeah, board game factory. Like yeah. Oh, something <laughs> like that. Maybe that's the next thing where it's more of lots of people playing a get war or something. Or well, yeah, because I guess in that would be the next sort of thing wouldn't it I guess because like video games now you can have these massive multiplayer what are they MM mm. Porgs or whatever um, um, Porgs uh, where you can play with literally hundreds of people online anywhere in the world if there was a board game way of doing that yeah, yeah oh I like that or I think the next sort of technological advancement would be let's just discover like magic or superpowers and have Jumanji there you go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you <laughs> but it's like you were saying um 
last week in our lockdown games challenge, like 3D printing, maybe there's a game, like, you know, one day in the far future when 3D printers are like commonplace, everyone, you know, that could be a game. You have a thing and you have to create it and print it. And it'd be like, you know, um, Rapido where you make it out of mm, Play-Doh, yeah, yeah. except it's like 3D printer print. charades. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> 3D printer um, picture, what's it called? Picture? Pictionary. Pictionary. I was getting confused with Pictionary and categories. I was like, picture-gories. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go. All I can say is that in like, you know, 10, 20 years when the next big thing comes out, listen back to this and if it's something that we said money please oh my god we're going to be like that lady that invented landlady game landlady <laughs> landlady landlord monopoly game. lady Mrs monopoly, monopoly. Lady. yeah um, yeah maybe and we'll forever be bitter and twisted I mean I, I know nothing about her <laughs> oh, I, no. she might have lived a very happy life but I picture her as some like she might have invented bitter, a better game bitter sort of left outside in the cold while Mr I reckon his name was Charles Charles somebody got rich off her idea <laughs> yeah maybe she would have plotted a murder maybe well there you go anyway right well I hope we're all doing okay in, in lockdown and we're making the most of it to play some board games with our with our immediate household Um, but yeah I've been Phil I've been Mark and uh, thanks for listening remember non-relinquum in Arca Aperculo <laughs> bye bye little files <laughs> normal service will now resume good night <laughs>